Five. Hey guys, welcome back to To Death. <laughs> I got that in there. <laughs> Hello. I'm Ashley. Kevin here. See, I remember it this time. Oh yeah. To introduce myself. <laughs> I totally forgot. Good job. Yep. Gotta switch my brain now to fraud from the Murdoch trial. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching that coverage all morning and then like literally this whole week. Yep. I've been trying to work and there's been that going on on the TV. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of it's it's kind of interesting. It's super interesting. I'm assuming if you guys are listening to this, you probably know what the Murdoch trial is. Uh, anyway, he was found guilty ter- serving two life sentences concur um consecutively, meaning once he dies, they almost need to bring him back and make him do another life sentence. Zombie sentence. Yeah, I mean. I don't like the fact that his name is spelled Murdoch and people are saying Murdoch. Is this? A- uh, it's a big controversy in the true crime thing because a lot of people want to say it like it's spelled, which would be Alex Murdoch. Right. But apparently in South Carolina, it is that is not how you say it and people are very passionate about it so it is alec murdoch that's dumb so yeah anyway we're not talking about that case no, today no, so. no, no, no. we're Otherwise, talking about a balloon boy i guess oh yeah so so what does this mean so this is a non a uh, this is non murder case so i decided to kind of go back and forth if you weren't here last week and do like one week do like a terrible murder case and then the next week do like a fraud scam case where it's a little bit lighthearted. Great. So awful or boring? No, no. <laughs> this is actually pretty interesting. And okay. I, I remember the day that this happened because I was like kind of researching what I should talk about this time as far as like fraud, scam. And I came upon this one and I was like, oh my God, I remember this. So the day that this happened, I was living in Houston still, but I was going to drive back to Amarillo, where I'm from, and visit my friends. That's like a 10-hour drive. Almost 11. It's like basically 11. Oh, my God. That, that, that is a nightmare. Yeah. So it was like first thing in the morning, I had heard about this on the way to Amarillo, and... I just remember thinking about the whole time being like, can I see the balloon from here? Even though it was in Colorado and obviously I wouldn't have been able to see it from where I was driving, but I just kept driving thinking maybe I'll see it. So I remember this. You've never heard of this, I've right? never ever heard of this. So when you first told me about the balloon boy, I assumed you meant like a, a, a boy that lives in a balloon, oh, but like a that, that's boy. a bubble boy. Yeah. That's different. Yeah. Okay. And so this is totally different than what I thought it was going to yeah. be. Yeah. I thought it was just going to be some boy who lives in a balloon bubble and is exploiting, extorting money from people who didn't actually need to be in said bubble. No. This is way different. I bet that's a thing, though. Wasn't there a bubble boy thing? I was think, that real, though? I don't know. It was on Seinfeld, right? <laughs> was it Seinfeld? And then, I, yeah, it was a Seinfeld episode. Remember, he goes to visit the bubble boy. Okay. The bubble boy wanted to meet him, and okay. then he, like, offends him in some way. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I might be just confusing real life with Seinfeld again. I don't know if that was real. And then I think there was like a movie along those lines too. Okay. That was like Bubble a Boys. Thing in the 90s. Are you out there? Let us know. Because <sighs> I think there was like an episode of Grey's that had something to do with that too. I feel like that could be a thing that happened in the 40s or 50s. I can see that. Like, 
Nuclear yeah. war is upon us. Get your bubble ready. You know. I think it was like for some like these kids didn't have an immune system, and oh, so it was yeah, like a yeah, reverse yeah. like precaution, like a neutropenic precaution is what we call it at the hospital. A neutropenic precaution, uh-huh. meaning like they don't have any, uh, they don't have anything to like fight an infection if right. you gave them an infection. Sure. So their white blood cells are insufficient. Yeah. And there, what are the other? Oh, I used to know the name of these things. Something phage. Oh, like macrophage. No, no, no. There's a something in your blood, and it's a something phage or whatever, and it eats it eats bad stuff. It's actually good. It eats. There's a lot of phages. Yeah. That well, that, that just means that you eat something. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of them. I, don't like, know. I saw it in an episode of Archer. Glucophage. Mm. There's a lot of different so, ones. They they shrink down. Kind of like the magic school bus to the size, you know, they go in your body and they're like in the bloodstream and they're trying to fight like infections and stuff or whatever. I was, I forget why. I don't, I don't. It was a pretty good, nice science lesson though, if it was accurate. I'm sure some of my nurse friends that listen to this are screaming the answer right now. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. It might be macrophage, but. That's one of them. Yeah. I don't know if that's the one you're. um, Ah, That doesn't, that doesn't, it doesn't sound right. Leukeophage? That sounds correct, more corrector. It's more corrector? Yeah. I've, we're going to go with that. Then. Yeah. We'll go with yeah, that sounds right. It's like there's a ton of different ones, mm. kind of depending on, I think, where you're at in the body. I like the bacteriophages, those things that look like aliens. Yeah, they're pretty cool. The, the virus the, is really yeah. cool, too. Well, that's, that is a virus. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, aha, I knew a biologist. <laughs> it's been a long time since I took bio. I only, I only remembered that because they, they, they look so cool. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Ooh, microbio was like my favorite class in college. A, a bunch of like little robots. Mm-hmm, it's they kinda, are. It's kind of neat. That like hijack your cells. Yeah. Information. Reprogram them to do their bidding. And they're like, this is mine now. Yep. And just makes a bunch this. of copies of it. And then it ex- so many that it explodes mm-hmm. with more of them to do more of that. It's it's really cool. It, if it really didn't, is. It'd be cooler if it didn't kill us and make us sick. Yeah, that's not That's the that's not, not cool, cool. part. <laughs> <laughs> we should do an episode on viruses, murders. Does that call, is that really murder? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't. I mean, it is Kill life people. killing life, so... Or, I mean, some scientists question whether or not viruses should really be considered living. There's there's a, there's a not a consensus on whether or not they're actually living things or not. Bacteria, they're like, yeah, for sure. But viruses, they're like, we don't know if we actually should call these alive or not. Interesting. Like, living things or not, like life forms. I would think they are. You would think so, but they have, like, different sets of criteria. Oh, and they don't meet And those. doesn't meet them in the way that we're accustomed to kind of like pluto how right it kinda, should have been a planet yeah but it didn't, meet, it didn't the criteria meet the exact to be a planet right something yeah, something along those lines yeah i mean sh- sure why not right <laughs> why not but some scientists say neil degrasse tyson neil degrasse tyson <laughs> let us know are viruses alive <laughs> yes please because we know pluto is not a planet they, i know one property of life is you have to maintain homeostasis Mm. Which means like you have to maintain like a, a regulated internal environment that that stays the same regardless of the exterior environment. Mm. Kind of like how we we keep like a, a regulated like body temperature, for example. Right. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, 
Once we start a science podcast, we will invite you back. That'd be cool. That would be cool. But actually. neither of us are scientists. No, I have a bachelor's degree in science. Sure. That <laughs> that fine. I guess that works. That works. Yeah. We can. We'll be all right. We'll be fine. <laughs> all right. So okay. back to balloon boy. Balloon boy fraud. So I got all my information from the BBC. Um, an article from BBC, a article from the NBC News, um, a article from USA Today, and, and of course Wikipedia. So this is this is a funny case, I think. So lighthearted, let's go. All right. On October fifteenth, two thousand and nine, a homemade helium-filled gas balloon shaped to resemble a silver flying saucer was released into the atmosphere above Fort Collins, Colorado. Okay, let's put this up. Yes. Oh, yes. So that is the balloon, and we are going to come to find out that this boy was reported to be in this balloon. Oh, really? They yes. said the boy was in the balloon? Yes. Uh-huh. So this balloon was released huh. by his parents, Richard and Miami Henny. They okay. claimed that their six-year-old son, Falcon, was trapped inside of it. Falcon? Falcon awesome. is his name. That is yeah, a- it is a cool <coughs> name. So authorities I confirmed... I Falcon. I know, that's a super cool name. So authorities confirmed that the balloon reached 7,000 feet during its 90-minute flight. All right. So, hi. So the National Guard helicopters... Uh, sorry, how, how high again? Uh, 7,000 feet. 7,000 feet, okay. Just and, to put that in perspective, I believe most airplane planes, like commercials, like fly like between like 32 and 40,000 feet. Okay, so... It's like a good like quarter of the way up there to like... We're, we, we're way are. above the clouds. You know what it's like looking yeah. when you're in an airplane and like you've been in there for like an hour or two and you look down and you're like, holy crap, am I high up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it got pretty high. It got pretty high, yeah. Can you imagine being a kid in that balloon? No, trapped? I like, can imagine oh being a kid God. and being 20 feet off the ground in a balloon. Oh my God. Let alone 7,000. So the National Guard helicopters and local p- police pursued this balloon. Okay. After flying for more than an hour and approximately 50 miles, the balloon landed about 12 miles northeast of Denver International Airport. All right. Where Falcon was not found inside. Mm. And it was reported that an object had been seen falling from the balloon. Oh, oh, Falcon fell out. So a search was begun because they were like, holy shit, this kid just fell out of this unregulated flying object. Like, no one said that this flying object could be carrying a person, you know? Right. I guess technically it's a UFO. Yeah, technically it is. Except that... It was identified because these people it, called it in themselves. Later, at the moment, it was unidentified, right? Well, they called it in themselves, the Hennies. Like, as soon as it took off? Pretty much, because they said that the... We'll, we'll get to it, but they said that their kid was inside. And they okay. were like, this, is, this just happened. Like, I oh see. my god. I so that's you. how okay. people were alerted to it. Got it. So, we're going to talk about the parents okay. that were involved in this. Uh, Richard Henny. And Miami, I'm going to try her last name, and I'm sure it's going to be wrong, Azuka. They met in acting school in Hollywood, California. Acting. Yes, acting. And they got married in 1997. Mm. Henny, the man, Richard, he had been, he tried to do acting, he tried stand-up comedy, 
And he had no success at either. He did not Seinfeld. <laughs> he did not Seinfeld. He couldn't Bubble Boy, so he had to do Balloon Boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. And he and his wife ran a home business producing demo reels for actors for a while. Okay. Henny was also a handyman. Uh, associates described him as a shameless self-promoter who would do almost anything to advance his latest endeavors. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. He wanted to be in the spotlight. Mm. Yeah, I think we all kind of know those people. Yeah, we are not that, which is why no one <laughs> no. listens to us. <laughs> exactly. I like. I feel bad. I'm like, you can listen to me or you can. I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah, Whatever we do you like want. this murder podcast thing. It's, like, it's fun. It's, it's fine. You know what? It sucks. Listen. So you don't don't listen. To it. it's, it's, don't you waste your time. Listen. It's really I'm sure just you've got us. better things to do. <laughs> oh, we're so bad at that. Ugh. You're better at it for your game. Yeah, no, I'm not. No? I'm not really. Like, remember when we went to that show? I should have written. Oh, what yeah. a great opportunity! I could have. Then they were doing like Q and A. I could have like shamelessly promoted myself. You totally could have. It didn't. It didn't even cross my mind. Oh my god, we got to do that next time if Ugh. we have another one. Yeah, no. Won't do it because be like, oh, this is. They probably have like a promo pile where I they bet throw so. things They're out. Like, no, 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 no. But I'm, I didn't even think about. It. I didn't even try. Mm-hmm. I should have tried. You should have tried. It but I didn't even think about it. No. I gotta start thinking about things I don't think about. To somehow. be fair, we were kind of like we were just happy we made it to that show. That's on true. Time. That's true. When we found parking. No, we walked that show, remember? We got to our hotel. They didn't have our hotel room. They oh said maybe God, hours yes. till we get it. They couldn't tell us. We had a show to get to. We wanted to eat. We booked we a hotel. In... We get there and they're saying, sorry, your room's not won't be ready for hours. We're like, what? We said, so what time will it be ready? Because like, okay, if it's going to be ready at this time, maybe we can go to the bathroom and just get ready for the show. Like, whatevs. Oh, we can't tell you. We have no idea. So we... Sat and stood and stared at them forever. We didn't sit. We stood, stood right next to the, the office line. So we were right in sight of these people. We we didn't say anything. You know, we, no. we did ask one time. We we're like, is there really nothing you guys can do? We tried. And we were trying to be polite about it. We didn't yeah. like want to be Karens. But we didn't want to do what the other people were doing, which were like sitting way far way away. Way far away and just waiting out of sight. And we, luckily they were like, okay, here's your room and here's listen, a drink voucher. We're God, so sorry. We had a show to be to in yes. like an hour and a and half. And we were dressed in pajamas because we were thinking, <laughs> oh, we drove from Houston. We were going to, we were in Austin. Yeah, we needed a room. We needed a room. We were in pajamas. We stunk. Like we wanted to take showers, like we get dressed. We had stuff to put in We had worked out that morning. We remember? had luggage. Oh my God. We had, it was... It was a mess. We were hungry. We oh, really we so wanted hungry. to go eat before we went to the show. <sighs> uh, so we stood near the line and just kind of looked not happy. And then they gave us our room with drink vouchers. And we walked past this lady who had been there for three hours who she, said, You got your room already? We yeah. said, Yep, peace out. Bye. You're later. Sorry. Don't talk to us. I had to go to the bathroom so oh, bad. Because okay. I, right. I was on my way to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And then you called me back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, God, yeah. Anyway, we made it to the show. It was fun. It cool. Was... We got COVID. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we did, we, did, we did get COVID. That sucked. It was our but we didn't really time. start feeling it till we got back, for the most part. I mean, we did sleep for like a million hours the next the, day. Yeah. We were like, why did we sleep the whole day away on our vacation? I know. And like, I was a little nauseous when eating like that delicious barbecue. Oh, like, yeah. I, I was a little off. 
But we did do the bat kayak thing. Yeah, that was cool. All right. Anyways, back to balloon. Sorry, people. No, back no, to balloon. No one wants to hear about our stupid Austin yeah, trip. Yeah, sorry. It was kind of cool. You can just kind of fast forward through that if yeah. you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Austin's fun, though. Austin's fun. I love Austin, Austin. Texas, in case you it wasn't obvious. <laughs> so, Henny became a storm chaser in the 1970s. This is the guy? Yeah, the okay. guy. A storm chaser. Uh-huh. After a storm took the roof off his building he was working on. Oh, okay. Henny's storm chasing um, included riding a motorcycle into a tornado and reported him reportedly flying a plane around the perimeter of Hurricane Wilma in 2005. Okay, I'm kind of a fan of this guy at the moment. I <laughs> know, he kind of seems... He seems cool, but he kind of... He regularly involved his children in his endeavors. No, he sounds like really cringy. Yeah. But like, I admire the balls of riding a motorcycle into a tornado. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool. So he took his kids along on UFO hunting expeditions and storm chasing missions. That's dangerous. The Henny, yeah, very dangerous. I would not recommend yeah. taking Drive your yourself into a tornado. Don't take your kids along. So the Hennies have three sons, Falcon, Bradford, and Ryo. Okay. Um, so right before um, this balloon boy incident happened, a domestic violence investigation was launched at the Henny home in um, 2009. So this was February, this... The balloon incident happened in October. Um, they found that my my Umi has was seen with a mark on her cheek and broken blood vessels in her left eye. Okay, so this guy is not great. No, All it right. doesn't seem like it. All right, damn it. I know. And I hope I'm saying her name right. I meant to go like look up the pronunciation. My Umi. That looks right. Yeah. So the family. Um, for any of you guys who love reality TV, the family was featured on Wife Swap on two separate occasions. That was a real show? You never watched Wife Swap? No, I thought this Chappelle show thing was, they were just making things up. No, that was like a really famous show for a long time. Oh my god. Yeah, they would just like... They just trade people's like wives around like objects? Like here, I'll trade your wife for my wife. So it was, it was like... I've got, I've, I've got the Michael Jordan rookie card. Oh, you got the Larry Bird? Let's, let's trade. It was more like... So it was like two families that had totally opposite ways of living, right? So it'd okay. be like a yeah, yeah, super religious, crazy family with was, like a very secular... That was the premise of the Chappelle show family. thing. It was like, you know, very urban... Oh, yeah. Gentlemen moving in with that. a very suburban mm-hmm. Karen type, you know... That's person, right. you know, I do it was that. yes. It was very accurate. Who the hell is Renee Zellwisha? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so they were on there twice, and the second time as a fan favorite choice for the hundredth episode. So people loved them so much they brought them back a second time for okay. the hundredth episode. On the wife swap. On the wife swap. Okay, so she swapped with somebody else. Yeah. So right. she would. She went to live with a different family. Okay. Oh, side note. There was a family uh-huh. that was on Wife Swap where the son murdered the entire family. What? Not like, too terribly. In the ago. show? No, no, no. Like years after the show had aired. Oh, but still, damn. Maybe we'll do that one day. That, right. That's crazy. Another Wife Swap uh, true crime thing. Okay, that's close enough to the whatever we're going for. Yeah. <laughs> During this, um, during the show Wife Swap, Henny expressed his belief that humanity descended from aliens, 
okay. and spoke of launching homemade flying saucers into storms. I mean, there is a scientific theory called transpermia that involves that, but it's more like some like micro stuff, like car, like like little oh, proteins yeah, or something around like an asteroid and slammed into Earth, and then like life as we know it came from that. Yeah. That, but that's not even like a largely believed in theory. They're just like, my baby. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't know otherwise. But I'm assuming this guy like thought like aliens and spaceships yeah. like beam down things. Like the green, yeah, the green men in the spaceships right, type right. of thing. Yeah, yeah. So Henny had unsuccess- unsuccessfully sought the media's interest in a proposed reality show called The Science Detectives. Where he envisioned um, a series to investigate the mysteries of science. Um, okay. He pitched the show to TLC, and the network passed on the offer. Mm. Sorry, Richard. No go on that. Yeah. So, um, he had a saucer-shaped balloon that was an early prototype of a vehicle which people can pull out of their garage and hover over traffic. Okay, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's a cool, like, thought, but wouldn't yeah. everyone be doing that? Why would anybody be in their car? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's a great question. He also stated that once the high-voltage timer was switched on, the balloon would emit one million volts every five minutes Why? for one minute in order to move left and right and horizontal. Oh, that sounds really wasteful. <laughs> Like, how are you going to power this thing? I don't know. I mean, these, like, voltages, like, move you, and I guess you can control them somehow. Sure, I get it, the idea, but the power, I mean, that much po- Anyways, mm. I don't think this idea was very well fleshed out. I don't think so. I've heard people, like, rant and rave about their, te- like, teleporter ideas and hover car ideas, and I can't believe that people actually say these things out loud in front of other people. Yeah, he was, like, pitching it. Like, He's like, this is how this is going to work. Because to me, it sounds like you're ranting lunatic. Yeah, but if you're a lunatic, do you know you're a lunatic? I don't. I don't know. I guess not. So this balloon that he made was 20 feet in diameter, 5 feet high, and was constructed from plastic plastic tarps taped together, covered with aluminum foil, and held together with string and duct tape. Dope. (laughs) (laughs) Its base, which Falcon allegedly wrote in, was a box made from a... very thin piece of plywood and cardboard on the side and was held together by string and duct tape. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds safe. <laughs> Sounds super safe. So, um, we were talking about how high the, um, 7,000 feet. Yeah. The balloon reached. So Fort Collins, where it was launched from has an elevation of 5,000 feet. Okay. And the balloon was estimated 7,000. So that kind of right, so tells you. So it's like 2,000 over right. the ground. Mm-hmm. So that tells you that. 7,000, I'm assuming you mean above sea level. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Right. I did not put that in my notes, but yes, that's That sounds what I about mean. right, yeah. yeah. If, if, just by the way you said the last thing, how Fort Collins is, you said like 5,000. 5, yeah. Above sea level, right. yeah, you're right. So um, the family suspected that Falcon was missing when immediately after the balloon had taken off, Falcon's. Missing Falcon! I know. Falcon is missing. <laughs> that sounds like a code. The Falcon is missing. <laughs> well, I mean, now they have that Marvel character, Falcon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right? you're right. Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier or whatever. Right, right, right. So, who... Oh, spoiler alert. He's the new Captain America. Um, I thought that other guy was. Oh, yeah, no, that is him. Mm-hmm. Falcon. Right, 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 right. I, why did I confuse Falcon for the Winter Soldier guy? I don't know. I don't watch those things. <laughs> 
Falcon's brother told them that he had seen the six-year-old climb into the balloon's basket before they released it. Okay. And then a home, home video released the following day showed the launch of the balloon. Richard inspects the basket, and his family counts down in unison and from three, two, to one, before releasing the cord... Apparently believing the balloon to be tethered a few feet from the ground, the family started screaming in distress when it floated into the sky. Okay. Richard can be seen kicking the wood frame that supported the balloon, yelling a mist of myriads of obscene words. Okay. You didn't put the fucking tether down. Falcon <laughs> is nowhere to be seen, and no one mentions the possibility of Falcon being in the balloon hmm. in that video. Okay. So according to initial reports from the sheriff, the family first called the FAA, which is the Federal Aviation Administration, although later the sheriff's office stated they had no confirmation that Richard actually made the call. I would say that's like a really like like responsible thing to do for a guy that drives motorcycles into tornadoes. Right. So there's no confirmation. So who knows? If I he don't believe. Did that. I don't believe that he did. Nah, probably not. I put money on this guy did not call the FAA and announce that he accidentally launched a. I almost said spacecraft, an aircraft, an aircraft of some kind. Then what is believable? He. Proceeded to call Denver NBC affiliate QSA TV. I do believe it. <laughs> I do TV, believe it. TV, they reportedly re- requested that the station send a news helicopter to track the balloon's progress. And then he called emergency services. So he wasn't so worried about his son that he called the authorities first. He called the news first. Right, right, right. Then he called emergency services and called 911 at 1129 local time. Priorities. Richard said, I don't know whether it's possible you guys could get, could detect the electricity that it emits. It emits a million volts on the outer skin. What? Like, I guess volts. Like, So he thought he could maybe tell if his son was in there because of the voltage being released from his son's skin? I don't Did know. Did this thing actually work? I don't think so. I think it was just... It sounds like a balloon. It kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. So the balloon tracked. The balloon was tracked by helicopters, which drifted sixty miles, passing through Adams County and Will County in Colorado. I want to study more this balloon design. I know. Figure out what his idea. We have pictures of it. Yeah, I I see the pictures, but that doesn't tell too much. No. So the planes were re. Planes were rerouted around the balloon's flight path, mm-hmm. and the Denver International Airport was briefly shut down. And um, oh, so they reported that the um, airport was shut down, but it was like a rumor; it actually mm-hmm. wasn't shut down. Mm-hmm. the The balloon fi- finally landed two hours later at one thirty-five p.m. local time in Kinsburg, twelve miles northeast of the Denver International Airport. So when they, like I said, when they went to inspect it, Boy was not in there. Okay. They were concerned that he had fallen out during the flight. That was their biggest concern. Oh. Um, although it, when they looked at the balloon, it didn't appear that anything had gotten out of it. Okay. Right? Like nothing had been breached. Good. The sheriff's office said that the door was unlocked in the balloon. So there was a little door that led to a hatch, but mm. it was unlocked. Um, a sheriff reportedly saw something fall from the balloon near Platesville, Colorado. Platesville, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Or Platteville, Colorado. I'm not sure which one. Probably Platte. Mm-hmm. And a, a picture of the balloon in flight with a small black dot below was said to suggest the boy may have fallen out. Oh, my. And 
or that something had detached from the balloon. So they sent search and rescue crews out there and searched for the boy. Nothing. Okay. So this was like at about 1.30 in the afternoon. At approximately 4.14, CNN and other news reported that the boy was found hiding in a cardboard box in rafters above their garage. Really? Yeah. So um, the sheriff, uh, Jim Alderdean, later said, for all we know, he may have been two blocks down the road playing on the swing in the city park. Like, so they were like, yeah, not in there. He's found. And I think at that time, the news, like the media started being like, mm, something feels weird about this. Mm-hmm. But um, the police initially was said that they didn't think it was a hoax, that it appeared to be all real. Okay. I mean, it's, it's good to take it seriously when there very well could be a child in a balloon. Yeah. 7,000 feet. But even after they found the boy, the cops thought like, okay, maybe it was just they thought the boy was in there and he wasn't. Like, okay. they didn't think there was any malice. I see. Okay. The New York Post estimated that the total cost of the rescue operation was about $2 million. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. The helicopter flights alone were $14,500. Oh, man. And the Colorado National Guard assisted with the efforts with UH-60 Blackhawks. And um, That's a lot of gas. OH-58 Kiowa helicopters. <laughs> I, I don't know. So, yeah, there was like a, this was a lot of people that were like alerted and like flying around looking for this kid. So, what about the search char- sharks? The search sharks? were search sharks did they release the search sharks i hope so okay good i was just i mean that's at least a million right there that's what i was wondering about because those <laughs> things to even store cost like three hundred thousand dollars like a month yeah are we really talking about sharks like the fish yeah oh, okay. the search sharks okay good i thought we were i was just making sure okay it well like a cold last time i checked colorado had the most of them <laughs> yes okay <laughs> so funny Think about that country song that's like, he has like a waterfront property to sell you in like Arizona or something. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. But... Gotta, yeah. You know what song I'm talking about. No. Right? I'm not going to sing it because I have, I don't have that singing talent. You could. Oceanfront property in Arizona. Who's the, who's the artist? I don't know. He's country. <laughs> okay. That country, that one country I'm sure guy. my parents are screaming it right now. Tom Countryfolk and Fold. Maybe George Strait, Garth Brooks. Garth Bush, like George that. Strait. Where's the other ones? Um, Clint Black. Alabama. Is Alabama country really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always thought that was more of like a like, like a country rock. I'm not, I don't. I have no idea. I don't really really listen to like, Alabama. I think they're country. Okay. They definitely. Maybe because I confuse like them with me. Chicago. Oh yeah, they're not Chicago. I thought all the, all, the, all the city name bands were all the same genre. No. <laughs> no. Alabama, my Boston, dad used to listen to, and they definitely Chicago. sound like country. Boston, Chicago, Alabama. <laughs> One of them. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the police, like I said, they initially said, like, okay, this was the, not a home. The search sharks have leashes, though. You, oh, they do? Yeah, you have to keep them on leashes. Oh. Okay. Otherwise, they'll just run away. <laughs> or, like, not run, but they'll fishy swim. The fishy swim away? Yeah. You can't have that. They're too expensive. Are they the ones that are in the laser fight? The laser fights? Now you're just being crazy. Wait. 
<laughs> what laser fights? The um, the MSP talks. About oh, the dinosaur laser fight. The dinosaur laser fights. There were sh uh, laser There's... fights. There were sharks in that. <laughs> did you right? say laser farts? <laughs> <laughs> I am now picturing laser farts. That's a whole other thing. Dinosaur laser fight in space. Right. And there were aliens, and then there were sharks. Yes, and then there were sharks. But the sharks got killed by the aliens the sharks and the got dinosaurs. Killed? Oh, no. I thought just the aliens and the dinosaurs killed each other. And no. the sharks were just sort of there. I think they got killed. Oh, no. Yeah. What a tragedy. That was a tragedy. Yeah. By laser farts? Yeah, by laser farts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, uh. All right. Anyway, it's a fun episode. Go look up Dinosaur Laser Fight. You will not be sorry. Right, by the band, the band, the band, um, Ninja, Ninja Sex, Sex Party. Sex Party. Hilarious. And they were great. We saw them live, and it was like the best concert I've ever been to. It was, it was fun. It was super fun. So, um, the family went on CNN with sharks. Yes, with sharks. So um, the family went on CNN, Larry King Live. Okay, that guy. And he asked Falcon, why did you um, not come out of the garage? After his his parents repeated the question. <laughs> Let me guess his answer. I don't know. He responded, you guys said the, um, we did this for the show. Oh, <laughs> he just straight up said it. Yes. Oh, okay, so this was on Larry King Live, but it was Wolf Blitzer that was doing the interview. Sorry, Wolf Blitzer, my bad, didn't give you the credit. Mm. Blitzer questioned Heen and Falcon further after that statement was made. The next day, during interviews with Good Morning America and NBC's Today, the boy vomited. <laughs> when asked about this, his comment, about his comment again when his father was on asked about it, feeling more suspicion. Yeah, oh so he God. was being questioned and he got so nervous he You just threw, oh, I, I kind of want to watch that. I mean, the poor, I feel bad for the kid. That's what I was thinking. This poor kid, he's like, I don't know what to do. Like, my parents are telling me to say this thing, but then the news has asked me this question. Like, should I tell just, the truth? Should oh, I? The idea of just being so nervous that you just throw up. Is just, it reminds it, me of Kyle, right? Isn't Kyle the one that pukes or was that Stan? That is Stan from South Stan, Park. Stan, okay. uh, Which is relative, relative relevant because it's colorado yes uh but yeah no it's, it's dan but he he he, get, he throws up uh when he gets romantically nervous That's around right. bebe no he not bebe what's her name oh my god um wendy wendy thank you jeez louise um i was thinking of when d in always sunny oh, does yeah. stand up and <laughs> she, she <laughs> does a dry heaving when she gets so nervous every time she's doing stand up she starts dry heaving oh my god <laughs> So I was on my way to the bus stop yesterday. And yeah. Oh my god. She's so she's so good at yes. comedy. So this kid does it. He's on live TV. Mm -hmm. and they ask him about it, and he's like, Ugh. Yeah. He gets. He starts. Yeah. He vomits when Poor he's kid. asked about that. So um, his interviews, the family. At least he didn't pee himself. That's true. That would be Sorry. terrible. Sorry. Continue. No. Um, his answers um, prompted the sheriff's office to pursue investigation, mm. which of course. So on October 16th, um, the sheriff states that um, the suggestion that the boy was coached to hide seems, seems inconceivable. Okay. Famous last words. Right. Mm-hmm. So a um, researcher, Robert Thomas, sold a story to Gawker, alleging that he had helped plan a publicity stunt involving a weather balloon 
and investigators expressed a desire to interview him. Hmm. So the um, sheriffs um, consulted Colorado State University physics professor Brian Jones, who initially determined that based on the dimensions provided by Richard Henney, that the balloon could plausibly fit uh, fly off with a boy of Falcon's reported size. Okay. At the time, he was about 37 pounds. However, when authorities later measured the balloon, they concluded it was not large enough to lift the child. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Because and, uh, people have always tried these, these things to launch with balloons, but they always underestimate how many balloons they actually need. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just like how much it takes to actually lift a person. Uh, yeah, people Even are Even a heavy. small person. Yeah, try like lifting a dog off the ground with balloons. Right. Actually, don't do that. Can we do that, buddy? <laughs> buddy, no, you want to go flying? Here. He's heavy. That. Maybe Nobi. He's like 65 pounds. We that's could... Weird. Nobi's only 11 pounds. Nobi's really old now. Yeah, that's true. No, it's, no. instead of letting her die of old age, we can just blast her off to the heavens. In a and balloon ride. later we will have the animal <laughs> services people come to check up on us. Nobi, we are not going to do that to you. Fine. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> upon inspecting the balloon, authorities learned it only weighed 18 pounds. Um, 18 pounds more than Henny's had said. Mm. Um, the sheriff said that based on the balloon, the base of the balloon could have handled 37 pounds without breaking. But to get airborne with these 37 pounds inside, it would have to have been attached to a more powerful balloon. Mm-hmm. So, it just couldn't work. So after viewing the home video of the balloon launch, sh- the sheriff said that the balloon appeared to have been rising very quickly, mm. like way too quickly to have like to a like whole a person weight in on there. It, yeah. yeah. So during a press conference on October 18th, the sheriff called the incident a hoax, stating, "This is the same sheriff that had said it was inconceivable." Mm-hmm. By the way, so they stated, "We believe we have evidence at this point to indicate that this was a publicity stunt." Well, at least he admitted it. In hopes to be, uh, in hopes to better market themselves for a reality TV show, mm. he also said that charges in the case have not yet been filed, but that the parents could both face misdemeanors and felony charges, including conspiracy to commit a crime, contributing to the delinquency of a minor, filing a false report with authorities, and attempting to influence a public servant. The sheriff also stated that his comments on October 16th were part of a game plan to mm. help gain Henny's trust. So he's saying, I wasn't stupid. I was doing it for a reason. Ah, yes, of course. <laughs> I wasn't being fooled. I was playing I along. I was doing the fooling. Right, right? yes. Eh, who knows if that's true. Maybe it is. Yes. Maybe it's not. <laughs> I played three-dimensional chess. Right. So yeah. Richard Henny's lawyer, David Lane, announced on October 19th that Richard and... Mayumi Henny would surrender to the police as soon as charges were filed and plead not guilty. So, throughout this um, investigation, the couple had a list of potential fines and penalties before the sentencing began. The FAA proposed a fine of $11,000 for the launching of an unauthorized aircraft. Mm-hmm. Um, a spokesperson for the FFA revealed FFA, FAA. FFA is Future Farmers of America. We're not oh, okay. talking about them. FAA later revealed that they had completed their investigation, but I no details the were released. Federal Avionics Association? Yeah. I think I'd said My that. My dad's a pilot. On. I should know that. Yes, right. 
he had like FAA books all over the place. Yeah, I'm sure there's lots of rules and regulations. A, a billion. Ugh. The couple um, also had proposed fines for Richard Henney committing a class four felony. Mm. He could have received two to six years in prison and fines between two thousand to five hundred thousand dollars. Damn. Mayumi Henney was also facing a potential penalty that was a class three misdemeanor where she could receive up to six months in prison and fines ranging from $50 to $750. So hers were a little less severe than his. Right. I think they were thinking she was kind of just a... She probably didn't know what was happening in the moment, but probably later did and just didn't say anything. It's kind right. of what it sounds like to me. So according to a supporting affidavit, the um, law enforcement submitted with their application for a search warrant to their house. Damn. My Umi later admitted that she knew all along that Falcon was hiding in the residence. Mm. The affidavit alleges that the couple planned the hoax about two weeks before releasing the balloon on October So she 15th. was just as in it as he was. Just as And in still it. got that late sentencing? Yeah. Um, well, that was what they were proposed. We'll mm. get to actually what they were actually charged with in I a see. minute. Okay. So um, they had been planning this for two weeks, and they had instructed their three children to lie to authorities as well as the media regarding this hoax, for the purpose of making the family more marketable for future media interest. Yikes. Like, way too obsessed with being famous. Yeah. Like, they were doing everything. And it sucks that they brought their kids into it. Yeah. Like, what are these kids supposed to do? If your parents, who are, your, like, your heroes and the only people you know... Your role models, essentially, at least. Yeah. yeah. If they're telling you to do something, you're going to do something. Yeah. Like... You don't question it, because... Well, it felt like the kid knew it was wrong, which is probably why he started throwing up on TV. Yeah. Because he was conflicted. That sucks. Yeah, that does suck. Is a six-year-old? Can you imagine Yeah, that? it's a lot to deal with. Mm. You know, you're usually worried whether or not you need to, like, confess if you took some cookies or something from the pantry or whatever. Right. Not, not whether like or not, like, you're... Admitting to a crime. A federal offense. On, like, national TV. <laughs> right. Reporters sticking microphones in your face and cameras on you and audiences and stuff. No, oh, that's so sad. That's crazy. So Richard um, Henney's attorney announced on November 12, 2009, that both parents intended to plead guilty mm. to the charges filed against them. And the prosecutor was going to recommend probation for them. The attorneys um, said that the threat of deportation of Mayumi Henney, who was also a Japanese citizen... Um, was a major factor in the plea negotiations. So they didn't want her to be sent back to Japan. Right. On November 13th, Richard Henney pleaded guilty to a felony charge of attempting to influence a public servant. Mayumi Henney did not appear with him, but still faced a misdemeanor charge of false reporting. Hmm. On December 23rd, 2009, a judge sentenced Richard Henney to 90 days in jail and 100 hours of community service. <laughs> He also ordered him to write a formal apology. That's nothing. To the agencies that search for Falcon. That's great. I mean, honestly, I don't think he deserved whatever they were saying. Like, that was really heavy. But he definitely deserved something to be like, dude. Yeah. No. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. Mayumi Henny was sentenced to twenty days in jail. I, I do feel like people are way over sentenced for like nonviolent offenses. Like, come on. I you should, agree. shouldn't be sending to like. Something like this, a guy or, or anybody to, to prison for like 10 years, or that's insane. No, that's crazy. I think 90 days and 20 days are that's 
pretty appropriate. That's fair. like you like Think used all Three... these resources and like basically like Whereas Americans are so accustomed to hearing these insane prison sentences, like 20, 30, 40, yeah, 50 years, then, where like, 90 days feels like nothing. Could you imagine, like, yourself, three months? No, but if I, like, used all these, like, resources be, that could have been used somewhere else yeah. and, like, extorted my children sure. to do this stuff, I kind of think you deserve Just, it. I'm not saying you wouldn't. Yeah. But it's still, like, 90 days isn't as light as it sounds. Like, three months yeah. away from your kids, especially if you're a parent, you know? Like, you're just, yeah, but you, like... Look at the situation. You're the one who did it. Yeah. You've got to like you gotta, you face gotta. the music or whatever they say. <laughs> yeah, understood. So I, I do think that's fair. But what they were, what they were saying. Or, uh, that was a little much. Like 10 years, years or whatever it was. I forget what you said. There's not even like people who sh- sexually assault people sometimes don't even get 10 years. Right. It's preposterous. That's yeah. some of these sentences. I think it's so wildly is different because it just really depends on like what state you're in, the what judge. county you're in, what judge. Yeah, exactly. That's why there's like mandatory minimums, which I disagree with. That sounds weird. I hate mandatory minimums. There should be maximums. There should be like, you can't put people in prison for more than this amount of time for things. There should be maximums, not minimums. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. So. Granted, like things for like murder, the maximum should be like, I don't know. 80 years or something like that or you know or, or anything kind of violent crime you know along those lines mm-hmm. they should have heavily high maximums but like they like listen you can't you can't go over 100 years or 80 years but you can still do 80 years from this shit you know yeah or it should be like if you're gonna go past that it should be kind of like a death trial like a, a death sentence trial where like you have to meet certain qualifications to get to that yeah, I, I, for exceptions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perhaps. Like for mass murders. And Something like, hey, yeah. heinous or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, like a maximum for 80, 80 year sentence for most people is a, is, a, is life a in prison. Sentence, yeah. It's, so unless you unless you commit the crime when you're five, and you might get out when you're eighty five. Yeah. You know what I mean. And you have to do it with no like um, parole. Right. Because those pe- a lot of people get paroled sure, sure. really early. Yeah. Well, when we get elected to president of the world, we'll we'll come up with the, the we'll, we'll we'll do all the details. President of the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, um We could be co-presidents. We could be. Yeah. Co-presidents of the world. Kevin and Ashley, 2024, co-presidents of the world. 20 That's a little fast, 2024. That's like right around the corner. Well, let's get to it. <sighs> Try like 2028. <sighs> See, I don't want to wait for it. Ugh, Can't hesitate. It. Yeah, and who who got who got stuff? And got so yeah. We're referring to the Hamilton. Hamilton, he didn't wait for it, and he got all the things that made the other guy jealous. So he shot him. Yeah, but he died. He died because some jerk off shot him in the face. <laughs> Aaron Burr. Sir. Yeah. Right. <laughs> don't don't shoot people. In the He's face. not standing still. He's lying in wait. <laughs> Right, whatever. That sounds like a little self-declared <laughs> strategy. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So they were sentenced. Uh, Richard got 90 days. Uh, Mayumi got 20 days. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mayumi was allowed to begin her sentence after her husband's so sentence So people can stay with kids? Yeah. That makes so sense. They, um, they could do it like that. So um, the Hennies were also banned from receiving any profits from the hoax for several years, meaning they couldn't do like interviews, they couldn't do book deals, right. nothing like well, that. Well, they could, but they couldn't get any of the money for it. They couldn't, yeah, they couldn't get any of the money for it. 
That's what it sounds like. Richard Henney was also ordered to pay $36,000 in restitution. That's fair. Um, the governor issued pardons to the Henneys in 2020, okay. and that they had already paid the price in the eyes of the public, yeah, and that it was time for Colorado to move on from the case. It was a waste of precious time and law enforcement, military enforcement, and the general public. Um, he eventually removed, the governor eventually removed Mayumi's misdemeanor charge and Richard's felony charge from their records stating that they deserved a second chance and still have the burden of guilt on them. So it's time, he said, it's in quotations, it's time to no longer let a permanent criminal record from the balloon boy saga follow and drag the parents for the rest of their lives. That's fair. It is fair. But a part of me is like, I mean, don't do it then. Sure. But I mean, that's the whole point of the justice system is rehabilitation. I guess so. You're right. It's like a vindictive side of me. It's like, ah. So, on January 7, 2010, Richard Henney began to claim in media interviews that he only pled guilty to prevent his wife's public deportation. Uh-huh. In a 2015 interview with Today, Henney um, repeated the claim that the incident was not a hoax. Okay. In a 2019 interview with ABC News, so this is recent, the Henney... Uh, recent 2019. It's, you know, whatever. <sighs> That seems recent, but it's really when not that recent. When you said this recent. case took place in 2009, I was like, okay, so like five years ago. <laughs> Time no. is weird. No. Yeah, it was like 14 years. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Like I said, 2019 is recent. It's really not no, that like recent. four years ago. In 2019 interview, in a 2019 interview with ABC News, the Henny family continued Bullshit. to maintain that the innocent incident was not a hoax. And Mayumi Henny claimed to have confessed out of fear of deportation. Mm. So on December 23rd, 2020, um, the governor issued the pardons that we had just talked about. Um, so um, in an interview with the family, um, Mayumi brought forth a handwritten note from her attorney recounting the days preceding the events. She details the original plan was to have Falcon hide in the basement where the family would discover him and call off the search. However, Falcon instead hid in the attic above the garage, creating a genuine confusion and genuine tearfulness at their reunion. So she's saying, well, we have planned for him to hide in the basement, but in reality, he hid in the attic. So we were genuinely concerned he got in the balloon. Uh-huh. That was their story. Right. So it was like, mm. no, they kind of admitted to it and kind of didn't. Right. You know what They're I'm walking saying? back. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so when they can, when this um, this place that did this interview, fifty two eighty is what it's called, confronted Richard about the notes. He reacted angrily towards them, saying, um, "May." He reacted angrily towards his wife Mayumi during which she admitted to fabricating the story in the handwritten notes to save her family's reputation. So there you go. Okay. So she she was trying to like. Give an explanation, but it just didn't work. Right. So, so yeah, that is the Balloon Boy saga. Okay. So I'm just like I remember it happening, like and like hearing it on the like 
radio station that this like little boy was like in this balloon like flying i'm like can i see the balloon from texas <laughs> no i could, of course couldn't but like i remember that going through my head right that i maybe could sure and then i went and watched their episode of wife swap after that because i was like i need to see who these people are well, i was about to say it sounded like it worked their publicity stunt was effective yeah i mean and we're talking about them today yep. so it must be his yep. name is out there it did it and not I, maybe not in the way that they necessarily anticipated or wanted but they got famous what's that name with that saying i mean press is good press yeah so no press is bad press or yeah it's probably the way you said it probably but uh so yeah so i mean that was kind of silly but i remember all of this happening that's why i decided to do it because i was like oh my god i remember that that's so funny so they um one of the articles i had read from um the usa today article they have an interview with the little boy Mm. um afterwards now he's an adult right so they are like interviewing because him. this was not five years ago no this is 2009 right. so he is i don't think he's he was six when that happened so he's about so, 20 yeah so he's yeah he's a legitimate adult now i was like i think he's just a teenager now he, he's an adult mm-hmm. so if you want to go hear what he has to say about it, you can go look up those interviews. If he's still alive, he could have died and then. No, he did an interview. Oh, he did the interview. That's yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, he's still he's still alive. He's still out there. Okay. Well, good and for him. I hope that he does better than his parents. Yeah, do better than that. <laughs> yeah, don't take any inspiration from your parents. Unless you want to do the motorcycle tornado thing, that's cool. I mean, you can do that. That's not going to hurt anybody Except as long yourself. as you're like, well, yeah, okay. But like, <laughs> I'm thinking like the evil Knievel stuff, right, right. you know, like yeah. as long as like it's all set up and like, you know. No, just just do it. Just drive into a tornado. Let's see what happens with a camera. GoPro. I'm going to think that is not going to end well. He did it. The dad did it. <laughs> That's true. I, I wonder to what extent though. Yeah, he probably lied about it. Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that. Uh, my grandpa, when I was little, in our hometown, there was like a big tornado. I think it was like an F4. It may have got to F5. I can't remember. Um, everyone was freaked out. It destroyed a big part of our town. And Were there cows flying? I'm assuming there was. <laughs> I was not out there to see it. Probably. Um, and all the meanwhile, my grandpa was on a roof somewhere watching it happen. So <laughs> That's kind of cool. Yeah. All of us were like in a cellar somewhere, sure. you know, like He's freaking out. out. He's like up watching it somewhere. I get it. They look cool. <laughs> they do look cool, but good God, that look the thing I'm you sure died got, from is like um I'm sure if it got close debris. I'm sure if it got it got close enough he would have It was really close, our town wasn't that big. If it started going in his direction, I'm sure he probably would have but like I said, what you die from usually is debris hitting you. It's not the actual you tornado. You can see the area of debris. Until it hits you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's crazy. Anyway. All right, guys. I hope you enjoy our story. And we'll be back next week with a terrible murder case. Yay. Awful. So awesome. So yeah. next week is a terrible murder case. Terrible murder. And we'll just keep kind of going back and forth like this. We'll do a fun, easy one and then a... People taking other people's lives for some reason. Yeah, so it's kind of that's entitlement. That is entitlement. And next week it'll be your birthday almost. Uh, (laughs) That wasn't the uh, response I thought you were gonna get. Yeah, no, it's just you know old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to my sandwich. (laughs) Good. Yeah.
I'm, yeah, I'm making a sandwich for him. That's, all, all I wanted was a sandwich. That's, that's all I want in general. <laughs> it's just a sandwich. Just, yeah, I'm very easy to please. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. And we are like on everything now, mm. by the way. We did that this week. So literally any platform you have. That means we're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher, Apple, Samsung, um, iHeartRadio. These notes. <laughs> there was there's something there's something called Deezer. 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 Yeah. Deezer, don't sue us, Deezer. Yeah, no. How, how, what would they do? <laughs> don't want our cat. No. Don't take our cat. Don't take our cat. Anyways, we're on all the things. And if you find like something we're not on, send it to us. We'll get on it. Okay? So, we're on all the things. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.